0: Welcome to another episode of Teaching and Learning Champions. I'm Matt Evans, Director of Instructional Technology and Digital Resources in the Teaching and Learning Excellence Division at ACC. For this last episode of the 2019-2020 academic year, I'm joined by Michelle Fitzpatrick, Assistant Dean of Faculty Development, as we talk about faculty training and support and supportive guided pathways. Michelle, thanks for joining me.
1: Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for having me here today.
0: Uh, Let's just go ahead and jump in because there's quite a few questions uh, for us to talk through today. Uh, What are the goals and missions of the faculty development department?
1: So the faculty development department, we work very collaboratively with our faculty. That is a key component to everything that we do and we provide quality professional development opportunities and recognition opportunities to inspire faculty members. To ultimately continually learn and improve their craft to support student success and our faculty values. So when it comes to our goals, we do have uh, some specific goals that we are focusing on. The 1st is to work collaboratively within sectors of T and across ACC to increase the delivery of training and teaching and learning competence that has a direct impact on our classroom practice. And that's a lot of those high impact uh, practices that you hear of. Secondly, increase equity based professional development opportunities for faculty. We have offered a new workshop this past year called Blind Spots that has been very well received. Almost 200 faculty and staff have already gone through it. And we will be working with uh, our new director of. Uh, our Director of Truth, Racial, Healing, and Transformation Center, Kayree Williams, and our Chief Equity and Diversion and Inclusion Officer, Larry Davis, to really plan out what other programming we're going to do that is equity-focused professional development for our faculty. We are even rolling out this fall a new course was developed by a faculty member, Lydia DeBaca, on becoming an equity-minded instructor. It's a 5 week hybrid course that she's been working on for about 2 years now. And we're excited to launch that this fall and a lot of opportunities other opportunities as well. Of course. And the last school that we're really focusing on is increasing training delivery on assessment of student learning to strengthen continuous improvement.
0: So, yeah, you had mentioned uh, already, like the blind spots training uh, and some other things that you guys have coming up, but uh, what types of uh, what other forms of training and support does faculty development make available to our faculty?
1: Sure, so our faculty development area, we are really trying to design programming that is designed to offer faculty training and support during their entire life cycle as an ACC faculty member. So it really starts with onboarding and we rolled out a new extensive program to all faculty that started this past fall 2019. In addition to that, we also rolled out fall 2019 our first year long cohort program of our teaching and learning academy, which is an opportunity for many faculty like myself. Who have a workforce background or a background where they were not trained to be a faculty member and now they're learning. uh, The ins and outs of the brain, how to build a community of learners and all the pieces of what it takes to be a teacher and then being able to combine those skills with their research, their discipline specific knowledge. So that has been really exciting for us. We just finished our first cohort this May, and we had a total of 62 graduates. So we will be kicking off our next teaching and learning cohort again this fall. Uh, Additionally, other types of support is we offer faculty interest groups, faculty learning communities. Uh, We are doing lots of workshops and I am sure most of the college knows for all faculty and staff, we have two very large events that happen each year. Our spring development day right before the start of the spring semester, and then our summer software day, which we just had virtually this past week in July of 2020. And there's a lot more that goes along with that too, Matt, but we could sit here all day and talk about that if you really want to. Uh,
0: I, uh, I think that gives everybody a pretty good idea. Um, going back to the, the summer software day that you just mentioned, because this is the first time it was completely virtual, do you have numbers as to how many faculty um, signed up to attend or actually attended?
1: Uh, sure. So we just had it this past Friday, still so gathering the actual numbers of attendance, though we did have. Over a thousand and participants signed up to attend Summer Software Day, which is the largest ever. And I can say that during our keynote that we had, there was a staff signed in just to listen to our keynote speaker. And it was just, it was amazing for our first virtual conference. It was a really great experience by all, and I'm really impressed how it all came together.
0: That's excellent. Um, So faculty development, the idea behind faculty development and the need for providing uh, professional development opportunities for faculty is nothing new Um, and certainly nothing new at at ACC. But can you talk a little bit about how faculty development has uh, changed in the last uh, couple of years, uh, predominantly in the last year or so since ACC's adoption of the Guided Pathways model?
1: Now, that, that's an interesting question because when I think about how it's changed because of Guided Pathways, I think it's really validated the work that we are doing, but then it's given us the opportunity to align what we're doing in the research we're providing with the Guided Pathways. So, for instance, uh, when we are doing our onboarding work for new faculty as we are teaching things like assessment and high impact practices or teaching faculty how to uh, read degree maps. These are all part of the pillars on the path for guided pathways. And so now when we are sharing this content information, we can say, and here's how it aligns to the bigger picture of what's happening here at the college.
0: That makes sense um there are a lot of programs you know summer software day spring development day that you already mentioned that are things that that you know faculty need faculty need training on but on the other side of that what types of requests are faculty making to faculty development in terms of what training and support they feel that they need in order to be able to support guided pathways
1: Uh, That is a good question, especially during this time in COVID-19. Requests are a little bit different now than maybe how they used to be, right? So when we are getting requests from faculty now, it's, gosh, you know, here's how I was implementing high impact practices in the classroom before, and now I have to do this online. So how do I build this community and the student engagement in the online environment versus the ways I was doing it in the classroom, right? That's been a really big topic. The second uh, significant topic that's come up with faculty is the focus on assessment. So as we talk about having a equitable classroom and being inclusive in our teaching, assessment plays a big part in that too. And particularly, during this time of COVID-19. when well, maybe not everybody has the same access to all the same technology, right? So we are working with faculty to be aware of all the creative ways that you can have alternative assessments and how to better assess learning in general, even if it is in the classroom versus online, and all the options for testing and proctoring or project-based learning, uh, building portfolios, and using a lot of the technology that we have to have still an engaging classroom and still accomplish our student learning outcomes in all of our courses. I'd say that those are probably the two hot topics and big focuses that have happened uh, recently.
0: Great. And with all those different types of trainings, especially you know with the numbers you mentioned on how many faculty have gone through the blind spots training this year, what type of feedback are you getting from faculty on the impact that the work that your office is doing, having on their, their teaching?
1: You know, I love this question because as most of us know, when we find out that we have to go to the training, it's that, oh, we have to go to the training. And it's that dreaded feeling sometimes, right? And so I, I have faculty that'll be very upfront with me. And there's one particular person I'm thinking in my mind right now that said, I am here because I have to be. <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh, that breaks my heart. But afterwards, or we were about halfway through our one session and he came up to me and said, this is by far the best training I have ever gone to. And I am so sorry that I came in feeling down about it in the beginning and I am so engaged. I'm learning so much. I'm definitely gonna share this with my colleagues. So that that really, you know, makes us feel great. And if anything, it's we want more. And when we're talking about the work with uh, Discover Your Blind Spots in particular, folks want more. They say, this is a great opener, a really a 101 course. What can we do next to have deeper conversations? And that's really something that my team is thinking a great deal about. And we'll be working with Mr. Larry Davis and Kyrie Williams uh, to develop what those next steps look like and make sure they align with the goals of ACC and the vision that our new uh chief of equity officer has
0: as well so and that's that's excellent uh feedback from from faculty on the impact do you ever did your team ever get an opportunity to um uh hear any feedback from students on the impact of your work oh that's a great question
1: well with our teaching and learning academy we've had that opportunity because are what our faculty are doing are actually immediately implementing uh, Mm -hmm. their teaching and learning practices from their courses into their classes. And they are doing pre-assessments of their students and Mm -hmm. post-assessments. So most recently when we were doing a wrap-up of a TLA session, there were actually a few students that came to join us and they shared some amazing testimonials about how they saw their classroom transform throughout the semester because of the impact of what their teacher was implementing based on what they learned in the teaching and learning academy. So, yeah, we have had the opportunity to receive some of that direct student feedback.
0: Great. Um, are there any other projects or initiatives, either things in the works uh, or things that you're planning for the future that would benefit uh, faculty and or staff uh, to know as it relates to guided pathways?
1: I think something that's a really great opportunity is our onboarding monthly sessions that we're doing. So I know that they're labeled onboarding and in the fall semester, since we have such a large group of new faculty each year, full time and adjunct, we do limit it to that cohort in the fall offerings. But in the spring, we offer onboarding sessions again, and they are open to all faculty. But onboarding is truly for everyone. It's not just for the 1st semester faculty here at ACC. And in that we are doing a really important work on making sure that what we are learning applies to guide the pathways and that we all understand what it even is. Right? I mean, sometimes we hear it as a term, but we don't understand how it affects us individually and the work that we're doing in those monthly sessions is application of what we can leave and do that's going to help support our pathway
0: goals. Great. Um, Before we jump into the the last question, which is not related to Guided Pathways at all, or at least doesn't have to be, um, you've talked about a lot of programs and a lot of things that the Faculty Development Office makes available to faculty. Where can faculty go to find out more information or to sign up for some of these sessions if something you've mentioned uh, is of interest to them?
1: So, I mean, there's two places. You can always go into the workshop database. In the workshop database, we have our onboarding sessions posted there. We even have what's been called, uh, we started since COVID-19, the pandemic, is our remote recess sessions where lots of faculty have done short demos and then we recorded them And put them in our workshop database. Uh, Also, the TLED website, tled.austincc.edu. There you can go under development opportunities and see all of these programs that we have mentioned here so far today and more. Or email me directly.
0: I have a feeling your email inbox is about to get even more flooded than it already is. (laughs) I look forward to it. Well, Michelle, before I let you go, last uh, question, which is a grab bag that I ask all of the guests. uh, What's giving you Riverbat pride this week?
1: Oh, gosh, what a big week to be asking that question. Well, I have two things that I want to share, I think. All right. So we mentioned that we had Summer Software Day this past Friday, and I have spent the morning reading the feedback and it makes me feel so proud of our Riverback community. There was over 20 T-led team members behind the scenes that it took to put on our first virtual conference. Matt and your team, they were a very instrumental part of this. And we had 34 presenters from our faculty and staff that shared their knowledge and experiences with their colleagues to promote ultimately student success feedback people are saying about these workshops just, and what they've learned and how they're going to apply it is really rewarding to see the impact of the work that we're doing. Uh, the second piece is I'm really excited that our team is meeting with our new Chief Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Officer, Larry Davis, and Kyrie Williams, our Director of Truth, Racial Healing and Transformation Center this week, as we continue the work of making our classrooms Uh, An environment that is safe and equitable and make sure that all the work that we're doing incorporates as culturally responsive teaching. As we continue that, so those are 2 highlights of my week. I could go on. There's a few other things happening this week, but I guess I'll leave you with that. Matt.
0: Well, that's great Michelle. uh, Thank you very much for uh, for joining us today and for giving us uh, a lot of insight and information on what the faculty development office does and, and. Uh, how you support faculty, especially uh, through the implementation of guided pathways.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Matt. This was fun. And I hope that if anything, people have more questions to ask in regards to the work we're doing and suggestions. We're always open and willing to hear what other folks think we should be doing to help out our community. So thank you so much.
0: Great. Well, that wraps up another episode and season of Teaching and Learning Champions. Don't forget that you can view blog posts for each episode on the TLAD website. I also encourage you to subscribe to the ACC District Podcasts on any of your preferred podcast apps or listen to individual episodes on the TLED website. Thank you for tuning in and we'll chat next time on TLC at ACC.